So I started my self-education when I was 25 years old. Sure enough, age 31, 32, I'm a millionaire. It's amazing. I never learned this in high school. I went to college one year, never heard it. I quit school when I was 19, went to work. My rationale was, I'm smart enough to get a job, how much smarter do you need to be? And with that shallow thinking, I quit school and went to work. A little while later, got married, right? Started my little family, and I'm working hard, doing the best I can, but not doing very well, struggling, as every young couple does, getting started. Age 25, climax of it all came for me when I'm home, alone. I hear a knock on my door. I go to the door. There's a little Girl Scout about this tall selling Girl Scout cookies. She gave me one of the finest sales presentations I've ever heard. Special deal, Girl Scouts, best organization in the world. We got these cookies, only $2. And with a big smile, she very politely asked me to buy. Uh, no problem. I wanted to buy. Big problem. I didn't have $2 in my pocket. I'll never forget that moment, the embarrassment. So I didn't want to tell her, right, I'm a grown man. I live in America. I've been to one year of college. I'm a father and I'm a husband and I don't have $2 in my pocket. So I didn't want to tell her that. So I thought next best, I lied to her. And I said, we've already bought lots of Girl Scout cookies. Uh, we've still got plenty in the house. We haven't eaten yet. And she said, okay, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. And she goes away. When she leaves, I say to myself, I don't want to live like this anymore. I mean, how low can you get lying to a Girl Scout? That's <laughs> Believe me, there ain't no lower to go. This is it. But it was an embarrassing moment, but it was at least a, a private moment. And I promised myself it would never, ever happen again. Here's what I call those kind of days. The day that turns your life around. When you say, never again. So I started making my search. Quickly found a mentor who helped transform my life over the next seven years. Not just to become wealthy, but to just develop some good principles, some good fundamentals, philosophy of living. How to bring unique service to the marketplace. So everything changed for me from that moment of incredible personal embarrassment. And I've never been the same since then. So that was the moment that really started me on this journey. Then I found a mentor who started teaching me all the right things. Here was the one. He said, Mr. Owen, you've been working six years from 19. This is now age 25. How are you doing? And I said, not very well. And he said, I suggest you not do that anymore. <laughs> nice, swift, easy answer to my current situation. Said, how come? I said, hey, taxes are too high. Prices are too high. He said, that's not really true. You just can't afford them. I said, well, that's a new way to look at it. He said, this is a good time after six years to start some new thinking about how to look at things. 
Because I used to blame the economy and blame the government and, you know, blame prices and blame circumstances and all the rest of that stuff. And he said, I'd tear up that list and throw it away if I were you. Get you a fresh piece of paper and put one word on it, me. That's the answer. It's not lower prices. It's not better taxes. It's not better circumstances. The whole challenge is within. It's you. So that started me on my journey. And I started making these personal changes. Here's some more economics I learned. Each person's personal income is determined primarily by their philosophy. See, I didn't know that when I was 25. Your income is determined primarily by your philosophy. Not the economy. So if you want to change your income and your future, you change what? Vote Republican. No. 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 All you have to do is refine your philosophy, and everything starts to change. It's amazing. Income in America starts at what? Minimum wage. And then the income scale keeps going up and up and up and up and up. Top income last year in America, I think, $32 million. Somebody earned for one year's work. So from $5 an hour up to $32 million. The economic ladder in America. Guess what that's called? A heck of a ladder, right? I mean, <laughs> that's why everybody wants to come where? To America. Everybody wants to come here. Why? We've got this ladder. And even if you have to start at the bottom, who cares where you start? Just so they let you on this ladder. Because it goes all the way to $32 million. So if you had to start at $5 an hour, how would you get to 6 Number one, wait for the government to change the minimum wage. <laughs> Wouldn't that do it? If the government finally changes the minimum wage to 6 now, by law, the company has to pay you $6. You say, yes, but how long will that take? And the answer is probably longer than you want to wait. But it is one philosophy, wait for the government. Here's number two. Wait for the company to pay you $6. How long will that take? Who knows? How often is the review? Let's say once a year. Let's say you miss it the first year. Now you're into the second year. You say, well, that's a long time to go from $5 an hour to 6 But it is another philosophy. The first one is to wait for the government. And the second is to wait for the company. Now, here's the third philosophy. Go on strike. It's called the philosophy of demand. I demand $6 or I won't work. Now, if you're by yourself, this is a very risky philosophy. <laughs> now, if you belong to a big enough company and a thousand of you get together and say, we won't work till we get $6. See, now you could bring enough pressure to bear against the company and then maybe the company starts to negotiate and say, well, we'll give you 550 And you say, well, okay. Or we'll give you another benefit. So it is possible by the philosophy of demand to increase your income, but not by yourself. It doesn't work by yourself. Only if there's enough to bring that kind of pressure to bear. Now, here's a couple of things wrong with the philosophy of demand. You usually don't get very much extra. They don't triple your income by demand, right? They don't multiply it by five. 
Everybody said, well, that would be insane. You could ask for six, but you couldn't ask for 60. No, that's true. So you can use the philosophy of demand collectively, but usually you come up with maybe a little increase, but not very much. Here's the other problem with the philosophy of demand. You cannot use it to become wealthy. It's possible in America to become wealthy, but only if you have the correct philosophy. And this one is not the one. Even though collectively by demand you could get a little more, you can't get rich using this philosophy of confrontation and demand. So we've got how many philosophies now? Three, one, wait for the government, two, wait for the company, three, the philosophy of demand. Say, well, is there another one? Yes, there is. Here it is. The philosophy of productivity and activity. Performance and productivity. If you go for this philosophy now, everything can change. This philosophy says, even though I'm only making $5 an hour, I will get there early, I will stay late, I will work harder than anyone else, I'll take a class, learn an extra skill. It will soon become obvious that the company would be happy to pay me $6. That's called the philosophy of performance and productivity. And if you use this philosophy now of performance and productivity, the whole economic scale belongs to you. You can go as far as you want to go. Because the possibilities are endless, right? Especially in America. If we search this part of Dallas starting tomorrow, could we find somebody that makes uh, $50 an hour? Okay, it wouldn't take long, right? To find somebody that makes $50 an hour. So jot this down now. This is not being taught in the local school system. It's possible to multiply your income by 10. The average yearly income in Bangladesh is $200. That's hard. America's easy. What if kids think America's hard? All their life they think it's hard. Can you imagine what a distorted philosophy that is? America's hard? Say, no, America's easy. Bangladesh is hard. $200 a year? Try that. So America's easy. But if you have a distorted idea that America's hard, then you have not been properly educated. Three months ago, I was in India. The major part of India is hard. It's not America that's hard. <laughs> Taxes are high and I can't pay for my third SUV. Well, <laughs> we call somebody that makes, what, $18,000, $20,000 a year in America, we call them poor. They're below the poverty line. Someone says, 18000 a year? You must be staggeringly wealthy. The government calls them poor. We've got to help these poor people. Isn't that amazing? Now, $50 an hour instead of five. If we kept searching, do you think we could find somebody in Dallas that makes uh, $500 an hour? My Beverly Hills attorney makes over $500 an hour. So not only is it possible to multiply your income by 10, it's possible then to multiply it by 10 again. <laughs> they never taught this to me in high school. I never learned it until I was 25 years old 
and after the Girl Scout story. Now, would it be possible to multiply your income by 10 again? $5,000 an hour. General Schwarzkopf, when General Schwarzkopf speaks, he makes, for one hour speech, $65,000. When President Clinton speaks, for one hour he earns $125,000. All I'm trying to illustrate for you is what? The possibilities. Now, to climb this ladder, and this is the heartbeat now of my whole seminar today, to climb this ladder, starting at $5 an hour, to climb this ladder as high as you wish, so remember, your income is determined by your wish, as high as you wish, as high as you want. The latter doesn't restrict anybody. You can go as far as you want. In America, how much real estate will they let you own? They'll let you own all the houses you want. And if you're in a country that allows you to own all the houses you want, how many do you have? in a country where you can have all you want. A lady not long ago, she said, Mr. Ohm, I'm in real estate. I said, how many houses do you own? She said, no, no, I don't own any houses. I'm in real estate. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? How many houses do you own if you're in real estate? No, she said, I don't own any houses. I just sell houses. I said, didn't they teach you that the reason to sell houses is to earn the money to buy houses? She says, I never thought about that. <laughs> it was life-changing for her. Sell houses, make a living. Buy houses, make a fortune. Just jot it down. Sell houses, make a living. Buy houses, make a fortune. Are they teaching that in the local high school system? No. This is called the land of capitalism. You can buy and sell and buy and sell all day long in the time you've got to devote to the project. So now, to climb this ladder as high as you wish and as high as you want, to have all you want, here's the answer, and this is my seminar. We could quit after this and just go home. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And here's the philosophy. If you work hard on your job, you can make a living. If you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. And here's why. Success is something you attract by becoming an attractive person. Success is not something you pursue. Success is something you attract by becoming an attractive person.